Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome into the show. What's going on? Bill Ryder with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you for listening. We've been talking nonstop the last few weeks about conference realignment, destruction, reconstruction, whatever, whatever you want to call it. So I'm really pumped to have Barrett Salee on, on the program. Awesome writer for CBSSports.com. Over on CBS Sports HQ, host for Sirius XM's College Sports Radio Channel. That is number 84. And if you don't follow him on Twitter, you should be. I am at Barrett Salee. Barrett, man, busy uh, busy couple weeks, huh? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been interesting, Phil. Uh, you know, last week was wild, and I was uh, on vacation and told to completely disconnect. And, man, I could not have picked a better week to go on vacation because the uh, the level, the lack of sleep that some of my colleagues had was uh, was through the loop, uh, through the roof. But uh, it's been an interesting month. There's no doubt about it. Uh, do you have any sympathy, Barrett, for the Pac-12, given the fact that that storied conference is over? It certainly seems to be over as the Pac-4 right now. Or for you, is this more you reap what you sow? You didn't handle the sharks in the water, and too bad. Well, I hate it because I like Pac-12 football. And, and personally, I think Pac-12 football this year is going to be unbelievably fun. Uh, but no, they have themselves to blame. Larry Scott, George Klyovkov, the, last two, or the current commissioner and the last commissioner, Larry Scott, uh, really, I think, led this to the point where it was, going to, it was going to implode. Because I'm old enough to remember, Bill, where back in the 2010s, early 2010s, the Pac-12 was about to be the Pac-16 and get Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, I think it was Texas Tech, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State was on that list. They could have been in a position where they could have been the second best conference in the country. And Larry Scott decided to be passive about it. George Klyovkov got the job a couple years ago. He decided to be passive about it. And in between, the Pac-12 networks were a complete failure so they have themselves to blame. And um, I, I think a lot of that does come now from George Klyovkov because 
he got into this business from an outside perspective and thought everybody was a friend. And in reality, everybody's looking out for themselves. And conversely, Brett Yormark, the new commissioner of the Big 12, came in like a shark and, and devoured everything that he could. And turns out that was the right move. That's great stuff. Barrett Salee here on, here on the show. So, Barrett, there obviously aren't many Pac-12 schools un, unaccounted for, un, unspoken for at, at this point. And I know the ACC has a little pause right now in their sort of planning and thinking. But if you're Stanford, if you're Cal, is the, and you're in charge of those universities, is the ACC, if that's an invitation, is that your best option? Is there something else you should be thinking about for survival in the future? Yeah, it's the best option because the Big 12 is not going to do anything. I think it's hard for – if there's any ACC interest, you push as hard as you possibly can, and that's what's happening. And last night the, the presidents met uh, in the ACC, and it didn't seem like there was a lot of momentum for Stanford and Cal. I think the biggest advocate they have is Notre Dame because, obviously, the Notre Dame-Stanford rivalry is big, and then Stanford and Cal can marry their rivalries together – and Notre Dame is obviously uh, the golden goose. And if Notre Dame's pushing for Stanford and Cal, maybe the ACC has a little bit better of a uh, chance to give us Notre Dame to come play football. So that's the only chance that Stanford and Cal have. So if that doesn't happen, they're essentially relying on the Mountain West Pac-4 combination or whatever. And then I think Stanford specifically – is in a terrible spot because from a financial standpoint, it's not necessarily football, although football would be effective. Stanford's got like 136,000 sports, right? You're going to be cutting a lot of those sports. I mean, it would be devastating to that athletic department. So it's a desirable program because of that, but also it's going to make it hard to survive because of that if they don't get the ACC invitation. So, uh, it, for Cal and Stanford, you're in a tough spot because you can't really go independent, especially for Stanford, although maybe there's a way to do that. But, I mean, there, there are no good answers. There are only bad answers. And there's a scale of bad answers, so you kind of have to look for the best of the bad. But they're, they're not good for either of those schools. Barrett Salee here on the show. Barrett, it's, it's musical chairs, and obviously you're in worse shape if the music stops and you don't have a place to sit down. But for schools that are moving, that are the success stories, there are still some, some realities on the field when you change conferences. And, you know, I went to Mizzou, not that we were some powerhouse in the Big 12, but we certainly could get, could get, could get by, and that is not true anymore in the SEC. And maybe Nebraska's the, the poster child for this, right? Really successful go to the Big Ten, it hasn't been the same. I know there's other factors. When you look at USC and UCLA, Oklahoma and Texas, and they go to their two respective different conferences, are do you see any of these schools as, as three or five or seven years from now having been heavily diminished on the field by virtue of being in the Big Ten or the SEC? Yeah, I think it's Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma's in a position right now where we don't necessarily know what the health of the program is because Brent Venables was a extremely underwhelming in his first season last season. So what is Oklahoma now? Because we've seen Oklahoma get smoked by the SEC under Lincoln Riley. I mean, we're talking about Lincoln Riley, one of the best coaches in the country. And now suddenly Oklahoma, which can't compete in the Big 12 right now without him, 
is going to come to the SEC and compete. I just don't see that happening. Plus, you know, the recruiting base for Oklahoma is Texas, but Texas has a lock on that in addition to Texas A&M. So it's, it's going to be tough sledding for, for Oklahoma. I think Texas is going to be in a little bit of the same position. I think USC and UCLA are interesting because USC, they'll be fine. Like, they'll be 100% fine. I think UCLA is in a tough spot because they're, they're kind of married. They're kind of the, the little brother or at least little cousin to USC making the move. But they've got a great coach. They've progressively built that program under Chip Kelly where I think they're pretty darn competitive and people don't recognize it. And I think there's, there's something to, to like about that. There's momentum that I think can help them have relative success in the Big Ten. Uh, is UCLA going to go there and beat Ohio State, Michigan, USC? Uh, no, not initially. But selling L.A., if you can figure out a way to do it you know, in a different way than, than USC, I think that is attractive. So uh, of, of those four, I think it's Oklahoma. They're in a tough spot. Barrett, obviously the SEC is, is going to be just fine, and you noted how, how Machiavellian or, or aggressive but successfully the, the Big Ten has been navigated. They're in good shape. A lot of the questions and thoughts have been about whether we're eventually at a, at a sort of mega, two-mega conference system. But the Big 12, you know, right now at least is alive, right? It, 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 it seems to be in a position if they want to, and they are, to expand rather than have, have teams taken out. You know, a chunk by chunk. What is the prognosis for the survival, the thr- you know, and or the ability to thrive for, for the Big Twelve over the next two or five or whatever ten years? I think they'll be fine. Uh, you know, I think the conversation, I think, need, the Overton window, so to speak, needs to be shifted, right? Because we have Power Five right now, but really, we already have Power Two. We have the Big Ten and the SEC. They're just going to make more money in the new era, right? So, where does the Big Twelve fit in? Well, the same place it fit in before, where you might have a team like Oklahoma that becomes really darn good but can't compete at that level. You might have a team like TCU that comes in and surprises the world. That's not going to be different in the new era. And, and so I think what, what has happened is instead of having the landscape we had before, we have the era of super conference that we talked about 10 years ago. But instead of having four 16 teams and having everything sort of uniformed, we don't, which is fine. You know, college football is beautifully dysfunctional. So whatever, we have super conferences. It's just not even, it's not 16 all across the board. But I think the conversation about having big two and how that's detrimental to the sport. I mean, it's, it's what we have now. It's what we've had for, for 10 years. So is it going to be that big of a deal if, the SEC and Big Ten are just making more money and still producing the same product, uh, the, the same caliber product on the field. No, it doesn't matter. Hey, Barrett, we haven't talked on this show a lot about the actual football because there, there's been so much drama. <laughs> I haven't done that on my show either, Bill. Right? It's it's cr- so. Let me ask you. I think I just need to let me ask you a football question. Uh, Nick Saban has not talked with any certainty about the quarterback situation right now in in Alabama. Um, Do you think he knows who it is? And based on what you know about the choices, what is your prognosis? What is your guess for Alabama this upcoming season? 
No, he doesn't know yet, and I think that's fine because Tyler Buckner, you know, got in after spring practice, so you only have, what, a week and a half or so of, of Tyler Buckner, at least what you've seen officially. So I, I think he's going to wait, and typically he does wait until either near the end of fall camp or even game week to even settle in on somebody. So, no, he doesn't know yet, but I do think it's a massive liability because I think the one thing well, – like, it's hard to criticize Nick Saban, but – I think it's fair to criticize Nick Saban with this very conversation because I think he vastly misjudged how the two transfer portal windows were going to operate, right? You saw Lane Tiffin in the winter go get every quarterback on the planet and create the Hunger Games of college football quarterbacks. But Nick Saban didn't. He said, all right, we're going to see spring practice. We're going to see Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson and then reevaluate. And so when he reevaluated, he was looking at a group in the transfer portal that's a, a few pretty decent options. So Tyler Butner, what we know of him, I, I like to call him like the Bo Nix experience on steroids. I don't smoke, but I needed a cigarette after watching that South Carolina Notre Dame bowl game because it was all over the place. It, that's not going to fly in Tuscaloosa. So you combine that with, which is relatively few starts for Tyler Butner, three to be specific, with some issues that have persisted at Alabama, specifically no go-to receiver the last couple of years and an offensive line that's sort of been shaky. What's to say the quarterback is going to be any different if it's Tyler Buckner? And I think the other option is Ty Simpson, who in reality is going to offer you the same sort of style. So can, can Ty Simpson prove that he can be a star without any experience? Maybe. But this is not like the normal Alabama where you just sort of toss out a name and that dude's going to be an absolute star. I don't think it's that way right now. Barrett, either a team moving a little bit up expectations or a little bit down expectations, do you anticipate any kind of surprise, even of the mild variety, in the, atop the SEC this upcoming season? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. We get asked about this all the time. Like, who's the dark horse in the SEC? In fact, I just added a, I asked it on Twitter. It's like, Okay, it's LSU, it's Georgia, it's Alabama, and then it's a massive drop-off. Well, who can make that drop-off a little smaller? Is it Arkansas? Well, maybe. I mean, they've got a really good quarterback in K.J. Jefferson and a great running back in Rocket Sanders. But their defense has been atrocious. Could it be Ole Miss? Maybe. Defense a little better than Arkansas, but have a quarterback question going on. But if there's anyone that can do it, I would probably say Ole Miss, but it would be like when when they added a question mark at the end of Ron Burgundy's teleprompter. It's like, <laughs> Ole Miss? Uh, I don't know. Sure, maybe, but it's, uh, it's going to be hard for any of those teams to compete. And how about LSU and Alabama, one of the two doing enough that Georgia has by their now mighty standards, a little bit of a, a come down this season? Yeah, um, I, I think LSU can probably be the one to, to kind of you know close that gap because look, everything about LSU is known, right? Quarterback in Jaden Daniels, who's going to be you know build off what was a really solid season. He's in the Heisman Trophy discussion. Really experienced running back core, although there is some I wouldn't say questions, but a little issue here and there with who's going to be eligible. The best wide receiver in the country and a strong core at wide receiver. Really six returning starting offensive lineman and the best player I think in college football and Harold Perkins Jr. at linebacker and they're getting Mason Smith back who might be even better 
Um, so LSU's man, they're they're loaded. They're absolutely loaded. The only question they had last off season or this off season, I should say, is in the secondary. And Brian Kelly hit the portal market hard and shored up that I think in a really in a really good way. So man, I think LSU, even if they lose that opener to Florida State, which should be an awesome game. I think they can run the table and be a one-loss team heading into the SEC championship game against Georgia. And at that point, you know, the landscape's the landscape. Maybe they can even lose that game and get into the college football playoff. I cannot wait for this to get going. Barrett, I'm glad you, uh, you, you, you timed your, your vacation as well <laughs> as you did. I can understand the magic and the beauty of that. Thanks for uh, – I know it's busy even now. Thanks for, thanks for making time, buddy. My pleasure, Bill. Thanks for having me. All right, pal. Uh, Barrett Salee on the show. You can read him at CBSSports.com. You can watch him at CBS Sports HQ. You can listen to him on SiriusXM's College Football Channel. And you can follow him on Twitter at Barrett Salee. Phone number on the show, 855-212-4CBS. If you've got a college football bold prediction, 855-212-4CBS. And I'm going to predict in a bold way that D-Cell, pretty daddy, is going to crush by or sell like Raylan Givens will next here on CBS Sports Radio. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. You know, we've all been through some unpredictable times over the past few years, and it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash writer, that's slash R-E-I-T-E-R, today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash writer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Writer Than You. I change my clothes sometimes at 3 p.m. There are times where I'll just like get up. Like, oh, I only wore that shirt for half the day. I can throw it on for the radio show. See, I don't do that with shirts. I do that I'll with jeans it. and khakis. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a different thing. You don't, you don't, you don't wash jeans. What's the limit for you on jeans? I don't wash my jeans that much. Oh, okay. I don't know. Every month. Every month. I usually go at like the end of the week. I don't want them to shrink. On CBS Sports Radio. I knew you were going to rejoin that, dude. Why? Jeans don't need to be washed. How often? I'm going to Google that. How often? I think you got to do more than monthly. No, I actually don't do it that often. You do it less often than monthly. I mean, it's not very much. You, Every three to six wears. Oh, I'm doing it wrong. Okay. Every three to six wears. Yeah, three yeah to six. I got like I a usually be- do like Friday. Like I'll wear them all week and they go in the hamper on Friday. Do you put them in the dryer or do you hang them up? <sighs> that's, a, that's a hot button topic in my house. My wife dries them. I would normally hang them up. When I was a bachelor, I would hang them up. So I've, I, I discovered when I, when I was doing a, a podcast a few years ago, we had a sponsor, and they sent me some underwear. And it is the best. It changed my – I'm not kidding. It changed my life. I got them for my brother for Christmas. He wouldn't wear them for like six months. He wore them. Now it's all he wears. And they, sh- I, 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 I insist on hanging them up. And Lori, she, she, she sometimes gets mad because they'll be all hanging in the bathroom. And then we'll have a guest over, and I'll, you know, where's the, where's your restroom? <laughs> and then they'll go, and I go, oh, my underwear's all hanging up in there. There's like eleven of them. <laughs> I can understand why she doesn't want to do that. <laughs> she wasn't as, ex- yeah, yeah. I, I guess I don't wash jeans uh, often enough. I just, I don't. I think you got to go weekly. I think that's the move. I'm not going to. Okay. I, I am what I am, man. As Popeye, I hated Popeye. Spinach in your pipe? It didn't even make sense. But as Popeye said, I am what I am. Uh, speaking of the cycle of things, with the cycle of washing jeans, it's time for the cycle of this show to bring us to buy or sell. And this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill. Yesterday we discussed how Commander's head coach Ron Rivera shared with the media that players were, quote, concerned with Eric Bieniemy's intensity during training camp. Well, Bill, Rivera attempted to walk those comments back. I basically told him I put my foot in my mouth. Um, I think what I said wasn't as clear as it needed to be. I think everybody's making, in my opinion, a little bit more than needs to be made of this. My question to you, Bill, buy or sell that Ron Rivera comes out of this situation looking worse than Eric Bieniemy? Ooh, that's a good question, Tommy. I mean, buy. If Bye. for no other reason than if you think the answer is Eric Bieniemy, and I was leaning that way, Rivera hired him. Eric Bieniemy will be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders. Sell that terrible take. Sell. Might be great though, as I think about it. But then that would mean Bieniemy's undermining him. I think that's exactly what's happening, and I think Ron Rivera is actually helping him unknowingly. Wow. Ron did a nice job changing the culture. They're they're about a 500 team through three seasons with Rivera, and that's they, that's worlds better than they were. But I think they're stuck now. They've been through a nightmare situation with what's his name? Absolutely, with Dan Snyder and Ron Rivera was the right guy to lead them through that. We're past it now. I think you can only go so far with Ron Rivera. Wow. 
Plus two. Uh, let's not forget Sam Howell's their their starting quarterback. He's a fifth That's rounder. That's the issue. It's That's not a, a Ron Rivera issue. It's not a Ron Rivera issue. I think it's partly a Ron Rivera issue. You think Eric Bieniemy is going to? You think any coach is going to have success with that quarterback? I want Eric Bieniemy to get a shot already. I want to know if this dude's a good head coach or not. I think it's time we find out. It's a, this has a little bit of the Trey Lance vibe to it. It's time to find out. Here's the thing, and there's a lot, a lot of things intersect when you talk about Eric Bieniemy and whether why he doesn't have a job. A lot of things that have to do with sports and don't have to do with sports. My th- contention is the success the guy's had again and again, and the interviews he's had. The fact he hasn't gotten the job may be a mistake. But there is a reason for it. And there, by the way, I know people. I know a guy, a very particular guy, who was one of the best students when we all came out of the same place doing journalism, who interviewed badly. His work was great. He was a terrible interviewer. And he never got a job. He, I think he's the same place he always was. Maybe the enemy just interviews badly. So maybe you're right. But you gotta be able to you got to be able to get the job. Speaking of not getting the job, to follow up on something else we talked about yesterday... Free agent running back Kareem Hunt did visit the Colts, but he and the team did not come to terms on a deal for this season. Instead, the Colts signed running back Jason Huntley yesterday. Bill, buy or sell the Colts' plan at running back? Sell, but again... Sell. We agree they're going to win in the four or five game range. I don't see why you would overly invest in any running back. I just, it doesn't... They probably aren't going to say this, but they probably feel like the scrap heap is an acceptable place to go look for somebody. Don't you think having a veteran, though, somebody who knows what they're doing would help a rookie quarterback? Like, oh, I don't know, Anthony Richardson, who you took number four overall? I mean, you think the running back is going to make that big of a difference? I don't know. I mean, look, Jonathan Taylor might. Right, right. Could be a safety net for a young quarterback. Kareem Hunt's not going to make a difference. Right? I mean, he's just not. All right, Bill, let's stay. I have a question for you. Oh, no, you go through it. I got one at the end. All right, we'll stay in the NFL here. Free agent defensive end Jadavion Clowney visited the Baltimore Ravens this week. He left, like Kareem Hunt, without signing a deal. But Josina Anderson of CBS Sports reports that the Ravens did present Clowney with a contract offer. Clowney has signed four consecutive one-year deals that averaged right about $10 million per season. The now 30-year-old Clowney totaled 14 sacks and 42 QB hits over the last four years combined. And oh, by the way, he missed 19 games. By herself, former number one overall pick Jadavion Clowney has been a bust. Ooh, that's a great question. He's not a bust in the sense where he can't even get on the field. But he certainly hasn't lived up to number one overall pick standards. Who got picked after him? It was a running back, wasn't it? That's a fantastic question. Wasn't there some, like... I... That's a really good question, Tom. I feel like you clownied me. I'm going to buy that he's been a bust. Man, that's tough. Bye. Bust is a really loaded word. I mean, but offensive is... tackle Greg Robinson went number two that year to the St. Louis Rams. Feels weird and, saying St. Louis. Anybody like three, four, five, six who like stands out? 
Uh, Blake Bortles went number three overall to the Jaguars. Sammy Watkins, number four to the Bills. Khalil so Mack, number five to the Raiders. Khalil Mack's a pretty, pretty, pretty. All right. Got it. All right, Bill, let's turn our attention to college football. UCLA head coach Chip Kelly thinks that Notre Dame football has the right idea by staying independent. Kelly said, quote, why aren't we all independent for football? Take the 64 teams in Power 5 and make that one division. Take the 64 teams in Group of 5 and make that another division. We play for a championship, they play for a championship, and no one else gets affected, end quote. Buy or sell, you like Chip Kelly's idea. 64 teams. He's talking mega conference. But nobody's really affiliated with a conference per se. I mean, okay, like that's also called the SEC's endgame. But who's going to run that thing? Who gets to make the decisions on who's in the what group you're in? I mean, if you get put in a group with Alabama, LSU, and USC, you're going to be pretty angry. I'm going to sell the idea for its lack of details. Sell. All right, Bill, let's get to some hoops here. Hoopier than thou. The- well, hold on, let me just say this too. Like, if you do this, if you do the 64 team thing, you can't put, I don't think, Florida State. Oregon, Texas, Rutgers, whatever. I mean, they're all all over the country. Then you might have to do it regionally, which is called the system that just got destroyed. I don't know if Chip has more details in his plan, but yes. Uh, You have to do it regionally. I mean, how can you not? Let me ask you this, because I have crushed this guy. Buy or sell, you think Chip Kelly is going to become a success story at UCLA? Buy. Me too. I think he's doing a good job. It was rough they stuck in the beginning. They did, exactly. They stuck with him. I think he's doing a good job now. And as Barrett Salee said last segment, the final season of the Pac-12, I think, is going to be ultra, ultra competitive this year. It's going to be weird, though. It's going to be like watching the Sopranos' final season if you knew everybody got got. I am staying up every Saturday night to watch Pac-12 after dark here on the East Coast. I got to enjoy it while I can. This is the last season of it, and I'm not going... To waste it. All right, Bill, we'll get to some hoops here. Hoopier than thou, as I said, the Phoenix Suns announced yesterday that they will retire both Sean Marion's and Amari Stoudemire's jersey next season. Marion, a.k.a. The Matrix, spent parts of nine seasons with the Suns, averaging over 18 points and 10 rebounds a game, making four all-star teams, while Stoudemire was in Phoenix for eight years, making five all-star teams, and averaging 21 points and 9 rebounds. Buy or sell that Sean Marion was a better Phoenix Sun than Amari Stoudemire. I'm going to sell. Come on. Sell. By the way, have you seen The Matrix? No. Then sell your ability to use that nickname, to say the nickname. You can't. That's his nickname. You can't use it. I didn't give it to him. You can't use it. Why not? I know it's a movie or movies. How many are there? Four or five? No. Well, I guess they redid it. Maybe. Yes. Keanu Reeves, right? Come on, I got something. Tom Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible movies, right? Yeah, right. Brad Pitt, question mark? I can't call him the Matrix. No, you can't. By the way, that brings me to a tweet that I'm going to read now, even though we're in a different, different segment, and it's about you. It's from that guy. I'm so happy Pretty Daddy finally watched a recommendation from Bill. This opens up the wormhole of the Marvel Universe now. Let's go! 
there's a lot that we got to get to, that guy. I mean, come on. There's like 50 movies that we need to watch. I'm simply saying, let's just take it slowly with Justified, okay? Yeah, we need to go slow here. Like tra- on training that wheels, man. Training wheels. Apparently, too, speaking of Justified, I got this from uh, Robert Weichert. I hope you got your name right, pal. Sports take. Timothy Oliphant was a very successful young swimmer in high school and college. Great. We got an in for Sports Talk Radio. Buy or sell that swimming is a more athletic pursuit than tennis. Buy. Oh, hell no. Absolutely. And this is coming from a guy who doesn't swim or play tennis, so I clearly know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I can't swim very well. Neither can I. That's why we're signing up my little dude for lessons, because me or my wife can't teach him the right way. It's It's important. All right, Bill, let's stay in the NBA here. Steve Kerr's son, Nick Kerr, will now be the head coach of the Golden State Warriors G League affiliate. Nick has been an assistant with the team for the last two seasons. He was also a video assistant with the San Antonio Spurs back in 2017-2018. Buy or sell promoting Nick Kerr within the Warriors organization bothers you. So I'm going to buy that it bothers me. Buy. I'm going to absolutely recognize that I could be wrong. And then I'm probably being unfair. And this is my own, you know, you sort of drag your own your own stuff into those things. I had to get where I was going on my own. My dad was a very successful salesperson, sort of he, he sold he sold meat for a living and was well regarded in that industry. And I remember once there was sort of an opportunity or an offer to sort of do that. I just didn't wanna I, I didn't wanna I wanna do it on my own. You know, like whatever I was gonna do, I wanted to do it on my own. Sports coaching and sports broadcasting is rife with people. Have you noticed this? How many people are, and like, good for them. It's also like, what, you're not supposed to succeed because your dad was successful? But for me, I just, yeah, I mean, you obviously, that's obviously a huge advantage in a very closed profession. Let me ask you this. Should it bother, I mean, I, you think I'm, it does bother me, but I also recognize that might just be my garbage. It might be wrong of me. I'm conflicted on this. Unlike Steve Kerr, who obviously played in the NBA and was part of the Suns front office before he got his you know, head coaching break, Nick Kerr has been an, an assistant, but I feel like it's dirty because he probably only got that opportunity because his dad is Steve Kerr. So, like, kudos for coming up through the ranks, but also would you have even been able to do that if your dad wasn't Steve Kerr? I don't know. I feel kind of dirty saying that because, I don't know, maybe the dude's a great coach. I mean, here's the th- reason I'm conflicted. It isn't fair. He wouldn't have gotten the opportunity. But would, who of us, and you have a son now too, wouldn't do anything for our kids? Absolutely. I would do the same thing Steve Kerr right. did for his son, and I, I would. would take the opportunity if I was Nick Kerr. I wouldn't turn it down. I mean, if my son in 15 or 20 years wanted to hire still a writer in you, and anyone out there thought that was a good idea, I, of course I'd call in any favor that I could. Absolutely. All right, Bill, let's squeeze in one more here. We'll finish up with some golf. Yesterday, PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan met with the media and said that he stepped away in June after the announcement of the eventual merger with Live Golf due to anxiety. Now, Monahan returned to his normal everyday duties back in July. Monahan has been the head of the PGA Tour since January of 2017. Bill Byer saw that Jay Monahan is the right person to lead the PGA Tour moving forward. <laughs> 
I mean, sell. Sell. I'm sorry to hear that he had anxiety, but he's the moment he sold out the PGA Tour to live golf, for me, he forfeited his right and ability to, to be in that job. Um, I have a question for you. I don't want to. I don't want to ride the justify thing too hard for fear that you won't watch it. But there's not a lot of sports this weekend that count. It's the opening weekend of soccer in Europe. Buy or sell? You might be uh, open to watching a soccer game this weekend. Buy. Really? If I'm not mistaken, Messi and Miami play on Sunday. Friday. Friday, so I am mistaken. I think so. I think you are mistaken. I hope you are, because I plan my week around it. All right. Yes, the 11th. You're right. It's Friday. It's Friday. Got it. Okay. That would be what I would watch if I was going to watch soccer. Okay. So buy or sell. I still don't understand the other leagues. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Think of it like there's five major leagues. Like, there's five. there were five power conferences in college football. Only they, they, they only play each other in a very specific tournament. There's no way I'm going to watch it until I understand who plays where. But you just have to watch to figure it out. But I understand. I just, I was just asking. Not pressure. Don't feel any pressure, pretty daddy. That's all I got for you on buy or sell on Friday, Junior. That's it? That's all we got? That's all we got. I hate Friday, Junior. It's worse than hump day. Ooh, ouch. Friday, Junior. We're almost there, man. I'm excited. Friday gave birth to Thursday? How's that possible? Thursday comes first in the timeline. It sure did. It's Friday, Junior. Friday, you can't... If you come first, you can't be the child of the thing that comes second. You know what? I don't like that you're picking on me and being Mr. Literal all the time. With these (laughs) phrases, you need to know the origin story. I don't know, man. It's Friday, Junior. Did you make up Friday, Junior? Uh, I've heard it before. Like It really hasn't caught on. I have heard it before. It hasn't caught on because it's stupid. I like it. It, it makes right. me feel like I'm super close to Friday. I know. All right. I don't want to get in the way of your psychological tools to get you through the week having to work with me. So you know what? It's Friday, Junior, and we're going to talk about Kirk Cousins and the Vikings basically being like, meh. That's coming up on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Peter Schwartz. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right. Welcome back into Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. What an interesting season for the Vikings. Fairly wide open division. Certainly much less scary with Aaron Rodgers as a Jet now. Certainly the lines are interesting. But if you believe in Cousins, you could certainly believe in the Vikings' ability to win that division and have a successful season. Remember, Cousins in the final year of what has been, it's been through extensions, but six years making almost $200 million, fully guaranteed one-year deal this year, final year, that he's under contract as a Viking for $35 million. One in four career over the course of his career in the postseason. But last year, were they 13-4? and And They were good last year. Then they... Then they Kirk Cousins it. They lost to the Giants, which is hard to do in the playoffs. So you would imagine there's just roiling enthusiasm and certainty and commitment and excitement. And we want Kirk Cousins to be our guy from important figures in the Vikings like their owner, Mark Wilf. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We'll leave that to Quasi and Coach to work through those discussions. There's always conversations of that, but our real focus is 100% on 2023 and uh, getting where we need to be and where I know we can be. How's your marriage going? I'm focused on life. What else? Anything else? Anything else? They know what this guy is. They understand that Kirk Cousins is a really talented dude who doesn't win in the playoffs. Tommy, he doesn't win in the playoffs the end, look, somebody, maybe me, called him Kissing Cousins because it just it feels wrong. It's not right. You're not going to win. Forget a Super Bowl. You're never going to make a conference finals, let alone a conference championship game, let alone a Super Bowl with this guy. You're not making the NFC championship game. Get out of here, man. But he's going to make it look good in the regular season. I mean, Bill, his tenure with Minnesota, if I told you that he has thrown with the Vikings 153 touchdowns to 50 interceptions, you would say that's an elite quarterback. Those are great numbers. I say this every year. He is an amazing fantasy quarterback if you're sort of later in the draft or you you put off quarterback a little bit because he'll put up numbers right it's just pure numbers no context of you don't care if you win if that team wins or loses the football game or the the playoffs yeah the guy the guy's talented man he's just not he's not talented enough or not even talented enough he just can't get it done in big moments i don't believe in him i don't trust him i don't know what the viking solution is going to be at that position long term Kirk, and this is one of those things people disagree with. Like we'll have people on the show who played or who covered the sport, and you'll have people who are just like he's a bum, and then there are people who uh, suggest in a nicer way that I'm a bum for thinking he's a bum. Hell, they they know, and there's no better solution. And the thing about him is, you can win 13 games with him as the quarterback. That that to be fair, you can do that. You can win a lot of regular season games with a guy, especially when you have the top wide receiver in the sport in Justin Jefferson. Like, I I know we've been talking about how this division is up for grabs. Justin Fields, Jordan Love, Jared Goff. Like, I get it. He's Kirk Cousins. The division is there for the taking. Justin yeah, Jefferson, it is there. You can, you, you can win with Kirk Cousins in the regular season, dot, dot, dot. I don't know bold, if you could do it in the playoffs. Bold prediction. You ready for bold prediction? I'm gonna go with I'm going to go with the Lions winning the division. I'm going to go Bears finishing second above the Vikings. So you have the Vikings out of the playoff picture. Yes. I think it'll be close. I I think the Bears and the Vikings are both going to be pretty mediocre and battling down the stretch for maybe that final spot. But also, I don't know where the slot does. Like, good numbers? They'll win probably double-digit games. I don't think they're going to win double-digit games. Also, what is Green Bay? Is Green Bay a four-win team or a seven-win team? Right? Is, Is Love... Jordan Love, like a you know, pretty good, and he's got a future, or he really struggles, and it becomes clear by the end of the year that, that he's not the guy. That I don't know the answer, and that is a that's the difference between Green Bay winning four games and winning seven to ten games, right? 
So if Green Bay is markedly, if Jordan Love is markedly better than I think he's going to be, and therefore Green Bay is, that obviously impacts the equation somewhat for Minnesota and for Chicago. I do like Detroit, though. But if anybody could fall off a cliff, it's Jared Goff and eat kneecaps. Like, I like Campbell, too, as a coach, but it, it ain't a lock. It's not a lock. I don't think there's a lock for any team in that division to be bad or good. I Nothing the, I, would surprise me with any. With I all think the Bears, if you gave me a dark horse, if, I, if you had to pick a dark horse in every division, I would pick Chicago. I'm not picking Chicago, but it, it, it would not shock me if they went 10-7 and seven or 11-6 and six and that was enough. Justin Fields just went thermonuclear awesome. I mean, after going 13-4 and four last year, am I allowed to say that Minnesota is a dark horse? Doesn't feel like anybody's I picking don't think, them. I don't think they are. I was just thinking, I don't think they are. Do you? I don't think they are. I think they're capable of winning that division, but I don't think I would call them a dark horse. They're not a dark horse. They might be the, I don't know, they might be the, the betting favorite. They might be the betting favorite this year. I would think it's probably them and the Lions. I would think it's probably very close. What do you have? What would you have? More, what do you have more confidence in? Jordan Love winning eight games, or Kirk Cousins winning every game in the playoffs? Wow, I gotta go Cousins in the playoffs. Really? I mean, Jordan Love's playing his first real NFL action right now in year four of his career. Like, I, I don't, don't know make... if this dude can play whatsoever. At least I've seen Kirk Cousins do it in the regular season. I mean, Kirk Cousins would probably have to win four playoff games. And I guess maybe, maybe. I mean, the, the NFC's not brutal. Maybe three. I don't really believe in either. Are we out of time? Is that a show? Is that the music that says, stop talking, Ryder, you're done? All That's right. a show for Friday Junior. Uh, yeah, I'd end on that note. How many Justifieds you watching tonight? At least one. Totally redeems himself. He is Pretty Daddy. I'm Bill Ryder. Thanks to Barrett Salee. We appreciate you listening. This is Ryder Than You. We'll be back tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 